Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Hello. Welcome to the podcast here at Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. I hope you are all doing so great. We are entering a whole new week and I am wishing you all the best. (laughs) I have a lot of energy tonight, which is good. I do realize some of these episodes can be extremely dreadfully lifeless. (laughs) And the reason for that is that I record at night. I call myself late night talks for a reason. And there's days and and weeks where my schedule gets very overwhelming. So when I sit down to actually record at the end of the night, there's not a whole lot in me. So (laughs) that's why. And basically what I want to say is my gratitude for understanding and still coming back to tune in. (laughs) It really matters to me, truly. And you matter to me. You really, really matter to me. And I say that from my heart. When I come here, I am connected to those that tune in. I may not know you, and that's okay, but you still matter to me. Now, when was the last time someone said that to you? How do those words make you feel? When someone says to you, you know what, you matter to me. You matter to me. We don't say these things enough to the people that we care about. Our days get so hectic and jam-packed and and just with school or the kids or work, we don't take those few seconds to stop and acknowledge those that do matter to us. Not often enough. Do you know the impact that can have on someone's day? Even a stranger. It's amazing what can take place when we acknowledge another person for their existence, for what they're there for, for how important they are to us. And in doing so, in expressing that to someone, This will impact your vibration. You will start to rise up and feel good. And then when that happens, people are going to come to you and they're going to say, you know what? You matter to me. And it's like a chain reaction. I challenge you this week (laughs) to tell someone that they matter. If you want to go real big, 
say it to someone every day. I know this might be challenging for some of you. You could just say it to someone, one person over the week. But I want you to see the impact that it's going to have for you. You might think this is silly. Get on with the program. And I will. I really want to show you the impact that sharing goodness from your heart and not just saying empty words, but actually meaning it, how that can affect your life. So let's get present before we hit this awkward topic tonight. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's not really. I mean, it might be, but it's not for me. Become aware of your environment and all of your senses, wherever you are. Place your hand on your heart and close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths in. Let's actually take four deep breaths belly breaths, belly breaths of gratitude. Every time you breathe in, breathe in gratitude with a smile, feeling thankful that you're awakened by the light of the day and that you are given the gift of experiencing a new day. Being open and receptive to all that it has to give. Life is so good. Now, have you ever felt a sudden increase in your heartbeat or palpitations or sweat? right before intercourse, especially with someone new. (laughs) You might have felt anxiety. So I decided to talk about this topic tonight because I was watching something with a young guy. He was in his 20s. And he was talking about how sex seemed so daunting to him. And he was a bit of a shyer kind of guy. And he expressed how he didn't enjoy a lot of the ways that sex was depicted in pornography. And he also shared that he really struggled from time to time with staying erect, even though he was very attracted to his partner. So Amy thought, hmm, (laughs) maybe just Maybe there's some more guys out there who are feeling the same way as this guy. It's important to expose these type of topics that are often laying dormant in the dark. Just because they might be uncomfortable, sex is natural. And so are a lot of the issues that come along with it. So let's get into it and talk about it. Tonight's discussion What is sexual performance anxiety? What triggers it and why sexual performance anxiety happens? 
And the best part is the solutions and some interesting detailed techniques that can help. (laughs) Hopefully you stick around till the end because that's where the answers lie, my friends. (laughs) Now let's begin. What is sexual performance anxiety? What defines this? Sexual performance anxiety is a term that's used to basically describe a person's anxiousness over their sexual performance. As one of the most common sexual disorders, performance anxiety hasn't really yet been recognized as a medical condition. Most often, it will develop in conjunction with or before other sexual dysfunctions. And people with high sexual performance anxiety will worry about their performance. They dread failure and they even have problems with their sexuality. As a consequence of this stress, the person's health will decline. And everyone has a different perspective when it comes to sex or sexual activity. Most find it pleasurable and some maybe not so much. For some, there lies an issue. The thought of sex and the arousal should obviously bring feelings of joy and excitement, but rather it may bring up anxiety And this can make it extremely difficult to be really fully present and enjoying the sexual experience at that moment. So this is a common theme among people, men and women. However, it is more prevalent in men. According to some current research, it shows that 9 to 25% of men suffer from this. And 6 to 16% of women And just to be clear, just because you're experiencing or struggling with sexual performance anxiety, that doesn't mean that you have an anxiety disorder, but it could indicate that there's something underlying. There's an underlying sexual dysfunction, which we're going to talk about in a few. Sex is more than just a physical sensation, right? penetrates one's emotions, of course, for most people. And if your mind is too anxious or worrying about what's going to take place when things start to get a little hot and heavy, then certainly your body will follow where your mind is taking it. Your body isn't going to want to do one thing if your mind's somewhere else. Wherever your mind wanders, your body soon follows. So this is important to remember with anything in everyday life. This is why it's important to focus on the present moment in the now. This is a much more powerful approach moving through life. We can't worry about what's going to take place in the future. Even though you might have had Not the greatest experiences in the past when it came to sex or relationships or whatnot. Focus on the now. Don't worry about what's going to happen. What you think about, you bring about. 
when this kind of sexual hiccup maybe takes place, see it as a fantastic opportunity to improve your emotional intelligence and to maybe get a better understanding of the mind-body connection as long as it's nothing more serious. Okay. Now, I'm sure it can be pretty humiliating for a man to go soft during sex. And yes, it can be a mood killer for both parties. However, it's not the end of the world. Women dry up just as well. I understand it's it's a bit of an easier fix. But I really think that education is important and that women should educate themselves on this topic because sometimes if they are unaware, they may take it personally. And this isn't usually the case. I mean, unless there's a serious problem within the partnership. So what is it that triggers this sexual performance anxiety within us anyway? Now, the problem might be caused by a number of factors, including fear that you're not going to be able to satisfy your lover sexually if maybe you don't perform well in bed. There's body image issues. There might be uh, trouble in the relationship. There may be concerns about penis size not measuring up. There may be anxiety over ejaculating too quickly or waiting too long before experiencing an orgasm. And for some women, some things may be the inability to become aroused or maybe they're unable to be penetrated or even become lubricated. So there's that too. There's also stress. There's financial strains. There's emotional suppression. There's a low self-esteem. There's also other issues that are from depression, heart disease, high cholesterol, smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol. So these can all impact your sexual performance anxiety. So when you're anxious, I want to get back to this. When you're anxious, your sympathetic nervous system is, it's activated, which causes the blood vessels to constrict and the production of the stress chemicals, such as the adrenaline and the cortisol, they rise. And this causes a rise in the blood pressure. And as a result, it will decrease in blood flow to portions of the body like your penis. Stronger, longer-lasting erections result from increased blood flow into the penis. So erectile dysfunction, this is caused by a lack of blood flow to the penis. A man may be unable to acquire an erection or maintain an erection or grow firm enough for penetration if not enough blood is directed and remains in the organ during sexual activity. So all these difficulties may be addressed if blood supply to the penis is improved, which I'll cover towards the end. According to some sex therapists, a majority of the men seek assistance in addressing problems, experiencing an erection or 
ejaculation, either rapid or delayed. So these are men who may be either in new relationships or they're men who've been with their partners for years and then all of a sudden they're recently having this this issue. Now, when it comes to erectile dysfunction, about 5 to 20% of people have moderate to severe erectile dysfunction. The American Urological Association reports that about 30 million people have erectile dysfunction. And as I mention often, since these topics might be too embarrassing for men to talk to a healthcare provider about, the percentage of people with erectile dysfunction is probably much higher than this. Many women, and men of course for that matter, both men and women regardless, feel that a man should be able to obtain an erection whenever they want, you know, with whoever they want, in any circumstance. (laughs) So there's a ton of pressure on men to develop and maintain an erection fast and to hold it for a long period of time. And in the face of these kinds of expectations, men experience a tremendous amount of anxiety about maybe disappointing their partners, especially if they don't live up to the level shown in films, right? By the way, can porn cause sexual dysfunctions? According to new research presented in 2020 at the European Association of Urology, too much pornography can lead to trouble and it is linked to increased cases of erectile dysfunction. And the connection between watching porn and arousal, it's a problem of becoming numb and desensitized to stimulation. And that's when men need to keep upping their game. They go for more and more different stuff on porn because they're getting desensitized to watching maybe the same type of porn all the time. Erectile dysfunction can be caused by a whole range of things. But one thing is known is that it could also be a signal that presents a deep emotion. You might not even be consciously aware that this might be taking place, but your body is picking up on this emotion, signaling and alerting that something is off. I do encourage you to start examining your life and start asking yourself some personal questions if you're struggling with this. Is it your nerves? Are you just worrying how you're going to perform? Is it a body image issue? Is it the relationship or the connection that you're in? And are you fully into it? Are you fully present into that relationship? Do you see the connection with whoever you're with going anywhere? Because that can play a huge part if you know that there's not a future. Are you stressed about anything? 
Are you struggling financially? Are you experiencing depression? Do you have anxiety in other areas of your life? And sit with yourself and see what answers might arise. If you're experiencing premature ejaculation, know that you're not alone. Premature ejaculation affects one in every three men under the age of 60, according to the American Urological Association. However, if this is happening frequently and almost like every time, then this is an issue that probably needs to be further examined. According to one theory, the neurotransmitter serotonin that happy chemical. (laughs) This controls when a person with a penis ejaculates. So when there's low levels of serotonin, this might actually lead to early ejaculation. When there's high levels of serotonin, this can lead to erections that last longer. Premature ejaculation may also be triggered by a number of problems, such as maybe a hormone imbalance, like we've talked about in the past, testosterone. There can also be a spinal cord issue that might be present that you're not aware of. The prostate gland can be inflamed. Also, if you suffer from erectile dysfunction, you might rush through sex just so that you can come or rather ejaculate before you lose your erection, just so that you don't lose your erection. So that can be also a reason. Some of the psychological causes that could be is you might have a history of sexual abuse or maybe a traumatic sexual experience that happened to you. That can play a huge role. You may have learned a pattern from a young age to ejaculate quick. We are beings of patterns, okay? Also, again, stress, depression, anxiety, uh, low self-esteem. And even if there's feelings of guilt in a relationship, you know you're having problems, you might have a tendency to rush through the intercourse and to come quickly to get it over with in your mind psychologically. There's also, again, expectations that pressure of performing well enough. So how do we overcome premature ejaculation? This is the solutions that we're going to talk about here. And they might be a little awkward. (laughs) There's things that you can do in the heat of the moment to control your premature ejaculation. Now there's something called the Siemens method. It's also called the stop start method. It's like edging. So what you do is you bring yourself to the point to where you're close to ejaculating. But before you do, you stop and you take a break. You take some deep breaths and calm down. And if you do this enough times, you'll be able to control these sensations a little bit better in the future. And it's all about control. Okay. 
A second way is to use something called masters and squeeze method to reduce the desire to ejaculate. You gently squeeze the shaft and the glands of the penis before ejaculating. So find the point where the penis head joins the shaft. This is called the frenulum and this is the name of the location. So when adopting this method, you should focus on closing up the urethra just enough to avoid ejaculation by momentarily halting intercourse and squeezing the penis at the right time in the right position. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> I think the awkward ones are, we're done with those, okay? You can also practice pelvic floor exercises. This will improve your erections and your ejaculation. And you can do Kegel exercises, which are exercises for your muscles in the pelvic floor or the rectum. And in order to find these muscles, if you don't know, if you're peeing in the middle of a stream, stop yourself. And that's where you're going to notice where the muscles are. So when your bladder is empty, you tighten the muscles and hold them for 10 seconds and then let go. So if you can try to do this 10 times a day, it's going to help. Another way to cut down on how sensitive you might be is to wear a thick condom. Also, you can masturbate before you have sex with your partner in order to last longer. So there's also something called a perennial massage. Now this has great benefits. The perineum is between the scrotum and the anus. So when you or your partner massage this region, it can enhance blood flow to the penis and it will pinpoint areas of tension. So what you want to do is begin massaging your pelvis, massage the groin toward the perineum, and you want to use circular motions, beginning softly and increasing pressure over time. When you are with a partner, just as we do here, we become connected and we become present in that moment. So when you're in the moment during intercourse, deeply connect with both your breath and your partner's breath and match your respiratory rhythms. Become present and notice just as I ask you the questions here, what are you feeling in that moment? What does it feel like to be inside your partner's body? Submerge yourself in that moment. What are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you smelling? What are you tasting? This will make your experience so much more enjoyable. To have a great experience is to be fully saturated in that experience. And it has a lot to do with how connected we are to self. Because when we're connected to ourself, we could be more connected to our partner before we wrap up the evening. 
I do want to share some foods, some amazing foods that can help assist in erectile dysfunction. Now, they offer numerous health benefits and advantages. Obviously, you want to include these in your daily routine. There's berries, watermelon, spinach, oatmeal, pistachios, pomegranate juice, avocados, bananas, fish, and yes, even chili peppers. (laughs) If you find that this is extremely problematic in your sexual activities, it's really best to see a professional. And there are different therapies that can be beneficial depending on who you are. Now, hypnotherapy is one. And I do offer this as I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist. I do private specialized recordings for those who are interested, or we can do a live session through Zoom with headphones. Hypnosis is 93% success rate with less sessions than both behavioral and psychotherapy. And hypnotherapy is also an excellent route for just anxiety in itself. So there's that option. Feel free to contact me with my information in the link if you're interested in that. Otherwise, there's psychotherapy, there's cognitive behavior therapy. These are also alternatives. There's also something called shock therapy for erectile dysfunction, but you can go investigate that yourself. There's, of course, medication. However, I personally prefer the holistic approach in most cases. It's all about finding the root cause rather than putting a band-aid on it. Yes, there are some cases out there where we need a little help with medicine and medication. Overall, it's important to look at your life as a whole and do some exploring in some areas that may be possibly hindering your sex life. The non-medical approach involves awareness, it involves communication, and it involves emotional connection. And if you look at everything and you do some of this work, you might notice a difference. If you're still having issues, then yes, maybe it's time to get on some medication. But of course, It's always best to get fully examined with someone who specializes in this. Everyone has their own opinions and perspectives on this type of stuff. So you do what your heart desires. (laughs) Okie dokie. I think that's a wrap tonight. I hope I kind of covered it and I hope that you found this podcast to be helpful to you. I look really forward to coming back next week. I will be loaded up with some energy, hopefully. (laughs) We'll see. Until then, you take care and I'm sending out love and light. And remember, you matter. Talk to you later. Thank you.